Welcome to the Jackson Hole Report podcast, your guide to all things real estate in beautiful Jackson Hole. Jackson Hole is our little slice of heaven, and it's no surprise that real estate here is booming. There's so much information out there, but with our 26 years of experience, we are here to discuss and dissect Jackson's real estate market so you don't have to. Join us for a little education, useful tips, and advice on how to buy and sell in this wonderful place we all own. Welcome everyone to the very first episode in our new mini-series where we simplify the real estate process. So Devin and I are here. Hey, hey. We are actually celebrating something today. Kara is officially licensed realtor clink clink cheers cheers everybody so it's a big day here at the beaming group it is pretty pumped yep she's legal now Uh (laughs) so uh now that i'm legal um now you know i always had a ton of questions about the real estate process and um devin's been helping me big time along the way and we figured you know if what about all those people that are just like me that don't know the ins and outs of the process. So if you're curious about buying or selling and are too afraid to pick up the phone and ask about it, then this podcast is definitely for you. So in today's episode, Devin and I are going to go through the process of what to expect when you decide to sell a home. So I know sell- sellers are a little hesitant right now because they don't know where they will go. If I sell, I'm worried I won't be able to find a new home. They totally are. And that's what's happening. I mean, our inventory is... We're down to 73 listings in Teton County, which we normally have a few hundred at least this time of year. So sellers are going, wow, I have all this equity in my home. I want to sell. I could maybe trade up. Maybe I want to retire and downsize and move to Idaho or Star Valley. But they're going, what am I going to buy? So we do have ways to work around that. Um, Right now, buyers are, I don't know if I should use the word desperate, but they are desperate. And... They are letting sellers maybe stay in their house after closing. They're offering a long closing. They're leasing back to the sellers. So there's options to keep you in your house and give you time to find something else to buy. So if you if that's your concern that's keeping you on the fence, we can help you work through that. Absolutely. All right. So let's pretend I'm a seller. Okay, Devin, tell me about the process. Walk me through, like, I I don't even know what the word real estate means. Right. I, okay, so Kara, the first thing you're going to do is you are going to choose a realtor to work with. There's a lot of us out there, right? Like, how do I choose a realtor? I'm probably friends with at least 10 of them if you live <laughs> in Jackson. Out of the 700. Uh, right? <laughs> um, I might even be related to a few of them. Like, how do I choose? It's hard to take the personal aspect out of this. A lot of times people choose not to work with their friends and family um, because it's too close of a transaction. Sometimes they do. So that's the first conversation is, how do you think we're going to work together? The second thing is, the market is so hot right now that you want to still choose a realtor that does all the things. They're going to give you a listing presentation. They're going to blow your socks off with that. They're going to talk about all the marketing they're going to do for you. Because marketing does matter. 
and we're going to talk about MLS because right now you're going to hear a bunch of slick realtors out there that are like, oh man, I don't, I don't even have to put my listings in MLS. I sell them so fast and I sell them <laughs> all myself. I don't even need the MLS. Well, run away from that realtor as fast as you can because I'm telling you right now, the best way to get the most money for your property and the most ideal terms for you, like being able to stay there a little bit longer while you find something else, is for it to go into MLS and to expose it to everyone. Um, there are so many buyers out there that have auto email searches set up that they're not only relying on their realtors to pick up the phone and call. So it's got to go in MLS. If someone says it doesn't, run away from them as fast as you can. Marketing, it does matter what you're doing. We do all sorts of things and every realtor is going to say, well, I do the best marketing and I'm part of this global network and I can bring you buyers from around the world. <laughs> That's all awesome, but it's kind of smoke and mirrors, really. I mean, what's going to get it sold? Beautiful photos, a video, because a lot of people still with, you know, with COVID going on, they're looking at home videos. They're buying sight unseen. More about marketing, it's not just the beautiful photos, it's not just the drone photography, it's not all the fancy stuff we can do for you as realtors. It's about getting everything ready ahead of listing your property. So we know you're anxious, you finally decide you're ready to sell. Let's go for it, Kara, I'm ready to sell my house. Well, we're gonna pump the brakes just a little bit and we're gonna do some really boring realtor things that you're probably not even gonna wanna hear about, but it's gonna help sell your house. But things it's like. Work getting a preliminary title commitment, getting your utility history from Lower Valley. We're gonna make a big old packet of everything about your house so that when that first buyer walks in the door, they don't have to ask any questions. We don't ask any questions. Like, here is everything. So it's preparation, marketing, choosing an agent. If you have trouble choosing an agent, we can help you. Of course, I want you to work with us, but if you're like, hey, Devin, I've got three friends and I got to pick between one. I still will help you do that because I'm a nice person. <laughs> so so as, as a seller, right, I, I, I'm trying to pick people. And the first question in my mind is, what is my home worth? How can you help me in that? Totally. So right now, um, a lot of sales are not even hitting the MLS, which again, is I think is a horrible idea, but it's what's happening right now. About 40% of sales aren't going through MLS. What we do is we track all the sales in our private database so that when we go to price your home, you have all the data available to you, not just the 60 or 70% that um, most realtors have access to. So we call it a comparable market analysis. And we say, we give you a range, like it's a million to a million three. We think you should list it somewhere in the middle, but then we talk about your motivation. Do you need to sell it really quickly? Maybe we list it on the lower end. You want to test the market, maybe price it on the higher end. That leads to pricing strategies. Each property is unique and different. And sometimes it helps to price it just a little bit under market value. So you get multiple offers and people in a bidding war and you create fear of loss. There are so many different strategies to achieve your goals that it's not just putting the numbers in a, in a comparable market analysis program and click and print. Like there's, we will sit down with you and explain what strategy is best for your property. Okay. So 
I just picked you because I liked that CMA <laughs> and I liked your pricing strategy <laughs> and your marketing. What are yeah. you? <laughs> You're my girl. I'm your girl. So what's uh, what are the next steps? So we're going to get your home ready to sell. Uh, I always recommend that people get a pre-home inspection. Every buyer you have is going to hire a home inspector. They're going to go through your property with a fine tooth comb and pick out everything that is not working in it. It could be a burnt out light bulb. It could be a switch that you never knew what it did, but you never tried to turn it on because you didn't know what it did. <laughs> They're going to call all that out. And the great thing about getting it done ahead of time is you can anticipate what buyers might ask you to repair. You can go ahead and fix most of that stuff because a lot of it usually are little things. So, and then you go, hey, buyers, I've already got a home inspection done. And I went ahead and fixed everything for you. So I'm the best seller in the whole world and you should buy my home. I always encourage that. A lot of people ask, what do I do? I put my personal family photos away. What, what do I do? And I just, my biggest thing is declutter. The more you have out in your home, the harder it is for people to see past that. And it sounds pretty simple, but you'd be shocked. And also, if you've got some crazy painted walls that you love, other people are not going to love them. So you need to paint them white. <laughs> you mean my, uh, my bright yellow grandmother's yep. wallpaper yep. isn't going to cut it? No, that has got to be painted white. I'm telling you, people cannot see past that kind of stuff, and you just need to spend the money on a can of paint and take care of it. Noted. Yep. So... <clears throat> So after I get my pre-home inspection, I know that you've already taken those photos. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, are they worth it? Do I do drone? Do I, do I do videos? Is it all worth it in the end? It is. So we do them on every single listing that we have. I refuse to use, uh, is unprofessional the right word? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not a photographer. I'm a great realtor, but I'm a horrible photographer. So I'm always going to hire a professional to do it. And... That goes across the board for every listing because I don't know about you, Kara, but when I am looking online at things, my, I'm like a bird. It's Ooh, like pretty. whatever's like the pretty shiny thing, <laughs> that's what I go to. So we want your house to be that pretty shiny thing on the MLS. Yeah, and they make, they can make they make them look really good, especially when your home is nice and clean and decluttered and white yeah. walls. Looks white pristine. Walls. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Let's just say, hypothetically, <laughs> that I have a leak in my bathroom. Mm. And, you know, it was minimal damage, but, you know, I don't want anybody to really know. But do I have to tell them? Okay, so, yes, you do. You have to be honest when you're selling your house. And anything that is considered material, like if you had a flood and you had, like you're saying, your bathroom leaked and it messed up some drywall, maybe. You just want to let potential buyers know like hey this happened I fixed it here's the receipt from the contractor because you do not want to get caught lying at the end of the day because the home inspector will find it and the worst thing in the world is if you close and then the buyer finds it later you're gonna get in trouble like oh so they can come after me I mean they can come after me too because I'm <laughs> a liar <laughs> I don't want to okay. get in trouble for you not being honest so we do disclose things that um, are material to the transaction, and I can advise you on all of that. 
Yeah, in the, in the end of the day, being a good person and telling them actually pays off in this case. It actually does. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what expenses will I have when I when I do choose you and we do go through this process? Mm-hmm. What, what will I be responsible for? So you are going to pay for title insurance, which a lot of people, when they bought the house, didn't even pay attention to the fact that there's title insurance because the seller pays for it. And then they go to sell their house and they're like, why do I have to pay for this? And and what's title insurance? Why why do I need that? Title insurance is what protects your ownership in the property. You get a free and clear deed that says, I don't have any old crazy relatives that are going to come back and try and lay claim to this property. And if they do... Uncle Bud. As Uncle <laughs> Bud comes, then the title company is going to go and defend your title for you. So these policies are based on how much the selling price is and we can tell you that all up front. You are going to have some closing fees, which are usually just a few hundred dollars. And then you might have some repair fees that you need to take into consideration. If the buyer says, hey, you've got radon in your house, you might need to put a mitigation system in. So those are kind of unforeseen costs, but the upfront costs that we know happen with every transaction, we're gonna give you a list of those based specifically on what we anticipate your sale price to be. Great. So <clears throat> I'm all in, I'm in MLS, you're marketing, I've disclosed all that I know, my walls are white. <laughs> uh, it comes time to to show to show my home. I mean, what what can I expect from you? Are you gonna are you gonna be there? Do I have to be there? Like can my dogs hang out? Like, what, what? what's this process like? Right. So Jackson Hole is a pretty unique market. In most other places in the country, there are lock boxes where the buyer's agent goes. They have a key. They enter in. They show the home. They leave a business card letting the seller know they were there. In our market, most realtors show their own listings. So that is something we make a promise to every one of our sellers. Whether, and it doesn't matter what property you have. One of us from our team is going to be there for every showing because you want somebody pointing out all the special little things that you've done to your property to make it more valuable. So absolutely. But guess what? You don't get to be there and don't be trying to like turn on Alexa and, and record us while we're there. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could, but that wouldn't be cool. Like, can I be out juggling some pins, trying yes. to sweeten the deal? Can't be no. looking in the window. Uh, we will we'll tell you how each showing went. You know, we'll give you feedback every time. Because that's the other big thing you want from your realtor is communication. Great. It's what you want from your realtor, your husband, <laughs> your therapist. <laughs> Why shouldn't you want it from your realtor, right? <laughs> Completely agree. Completely agree. Yeah. So showing the home, I get an offer. We yep. get an offer. Yep. Now what? Now what? Well, hopefully you've got multiple offers in this market. That's we did dream. a really good job with our pricing strategy. We created a fair of loss. We got you multiple offers, right? And a lot of people don't know how to deal with the multiple offer situation. And what happens is you actually send back multiple counter offers unless one of them is just like so good that you can't say no to it but in most cases you're going to send back multiple counter offers and it has language in them that says we're making all these counter offers and at the end of the day if you all accept i the seller still get to choose which one i want to accept 
So we have ways of handling that. We'll walk you through every step. Um, we, so, so even after I, I go under contract, should are you going to stop showing it? So that means you're going to keep showing my home so that we can try and get backup offers. Yeah, backup offers are awesome. Yeah. Because A, if the first deal falls apart for some reason, you've got somebody ready to go. We don't have to go out and start all over and start negotiating with somebody else. The contract is already negotiated. The second thing it does is it makes the person in first position go, I better mind my P's and Q's because I know they got a backup offer after me. So <laughs> maybe on. I won't ask for as much as my inspection objection. Um, so there's options like that. Absolutely. We keep showing it. We want to get you a backup offer. All right. So I'm under contract. Um, and so after I'm under contract, I have my backup offer and they offer the earnest money, right? Like I chose them because they are offering me so much up front. Uh, do, do I get to keep that right then and there or do I get in the end? Like how, how does that work? Earnest money. So that is just a buyer's showing you good faith that, hey, I'm serious about this transaction. I'm serious about moving forward and I'm putting my money where my mouth is. You don't get to keep it until a buyer has removed all their contingencies. So what we typically ask buyers to do is say, hey, you got three weeks or 30 days to do all your due diligence and then you need to move to closing. And I wanna move out of my home in good faith. I wanna know that if I pack up my family and spend all this money moving, that you're gonna close. So we, what we do is we call it a drop dead date. We ask the buyer to remove all their contingencies and make their earnest money deposit non-refundable at that point. So if for some reason they don't close, you do get that money to offset your costs of going through the hassle of having to put it back on the market. Maybe you already moved out. It is very, very rare that a buyer will walk away from their earnest money deposit once it's been released. So that's always a good telltale sign that you're headed to closing and you can move forward in earnest. Right. So... A little sidebar here. I'm 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 under contract, right? And okay. you know, I got the earnest money, all that. But then I get in a better offer, one of those mm. backup offers. Mm-hmm. Can I take the backup offer if it's better, or like, Man. is there some sort of kickout clause? Like, you, you're can I get like out a of it? shark. You're like, <laughs> I, I want my money. I want, I want my money. money. <laughs> yeah. So you know, there's ways we can deal with that. With the first offer, we have things called kickout clauses where we say all right, we're going to put it under contract with you. But if a better offer comes along, you've got three days to remove all your contingencies and pony up, or we're going to kick you out and take the other offer. So we have so many little tricks up our sleeve and they're not really tricks because they're legal and we put them out in the open for everybody to understand. But I don't know what I'd call them. Just strategies, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> So I know that after we go on a contract, got my earnest money, I'm not going to take that second offer. You know, I'm, I'm just going to stick with the first one. <laughs> uh, I know we did a pre-inspection, but I figure that they'll, the buyer would actually want to do uh, their own home inspection. Totally. So what, I mean, what does that look like? Like, you know, something's wrong or... Right. So if something, they're going to have their own home inspection done, if, if they need to have another trade professional come in... They get that person to come in. 
if something wrong, if something is wrong, like there's a leak in the roof, we're going to ask him for an estimate to fix it. And then you can negotiate it. You aren't obligated to fix anything. It's all negotiable. So that is another reason to have a really good realtor that's good at negotiating because it isn't just negotiating the price. It's negotiating all these other steps along the way that we often don't tell you about. And quite frankly, we should because we're working really hard <laughs> and we don't tell our clients that nearly often enough. But, um, but if I have my backup offers, that could also help me say, you know, if they ask for $10,000, I could say no, right? You can. And then go back to the backup offer. Yep, absolutely. So another thing I get a question about a lot is appraisals right now. The market is going up so fast mm -hmm. that things are not appraising. Um, for their under contract price. So that's a conversation we will have when we price your property. Are we pushing it a little too much? Is there a chance the appraisal could come in low? What happens if it come in, comes in low? You A, you have the right to renegotiate with the buyer and see if they'll you guys can come to terms. Or the buyer can make up the difference with cash or the deal can fall apart. We don't ever want number three to happen. So we really try and price it well to start with, but appraisals are an issue right now. So that's something we have to be mindful of when we're listing things. So appraisals are essentially just the value of my home according to the market, or how good of shape the house is. Exactly. And just kind of all multiple factors then. Yep. And if your buyer is getting a loan, the bank requires them to get an appraisal on it. So um, I see sellers go, well, I want to take that out. And I say, well, you can't take it out if you want to sell it to these people. They legally have to get one to be able to qualify for their loan. So, so, so say uh, a, a, the buyer makes an offer, you know, say it's $10,000, right? Mm -hmm. And the appraisal comes in at $8,000. What, what, what does that usually mean? That, that they're not, that they can't buy the house or my house or? Yep. So it might mean that you can't have to lower your purchase price, $2,000. It might mean that the buyer has to come up with an extra $2,000 to make up the difference between the appraised value and the loan value that they're getting. So there's ways to work with it, but it's all negotiation and it's all having a good realtor. <laughs> <laughs> so I know we, we briefly talked about the, you know, at the beginning where we have to pay for title insurance. Right. So uh, at, the, at the end of the transaction though, what, I mean, Will I will I get that title and because I, I have to pay for it, right? Or does the buyer have to pay for it? No, nope, you have to. Pay, you don't. All right, I shouldn't say you have to pay for it, but <laughs> typically sellers pay for it, and buyers don't like it when they ask you when you ask them to pay for it. So don't be greedy and ask the buyer to pay for it. <laughs> it's just not good business. Um, what's going to happen when you're time for closing, right? We made it through all these hurdles. Ooh. You're ready to go to the closing office, which is the title company in our area. Like they handle closings for us and they do them in person again, I think. If oh, not, you way. can do them curbside in your car. Zoom? Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to go to the closing company. You're going to sign everything and you are going to walk out of there and go, well, do I get to take my check with me? When do I get my Where's money? Where's my money? Where's, Where's the money? Where's my money? Show me the money. <laughs> so when, it, when it's officially closed, that means that the title company representative has personally walked the deed. And if there's a new mortgage or anything over to the courthouse and they file it. When the clerk receives it, 
and it's officially recorded, then that means you are not the owner anymore and they will wire the money into your checking account. Oof, finally, yep. finally. Yeah. So do a uh, day of closing, do I, is there anything I need to do? Like, do I just show up and sign and do, it's just taken care of for me? Is that what you're doing for me? Is that why I'm paying you the, the good money that I I'm know, paying you? the good money, right? <laughs> um, so it depends on if you're in town or not. You can close your property if you're not in town. Say you've gone ahead and already moved or you're on vacation. You have to, the title company takes care of all that. They check with you well in advance and they say, Kara, are you going to be in town? How are we going to close? Do we need to FedEx you the documents? So there's lots of options for that as well. Great. Well, um, you know, it sounds like I, I chose the right agent. And <laughs> You better say that. <laughs> you know, and for we do have a few listeners now, which is pretty exciting. Thank you to everyone yeah. out there that's listening. If you have more questions, just you can send us a message on mm-hmm. on social media. You can text us like don't be afraid to pick up the phone call and just say, I'm curious about selling my house, but I'm afraid of these things. We are not scary realtors. We're not going <laughs> to say, sign here right now. We really love helping people. So don't be afraid to ask us a question anytime if we didn't cover something in here that you still are wondering about. Obligation free. There's no yep. obligation. We want to help as many people as we can and... You know, we we feel like we're trying to figure out what questions you have, but it's it's just helpful if you actually tell us. So totally. So that was our first episode. Yeah. So about- many more to come. We're gonna do you know one on buyers, mm-hmm. um, and you know just try and walk everyone through the process, uh, and you know our that's helpful for at least our unique market. So thank you so much again. Thanks. We really appreciate your support, and um, yeah. We'll we'll see you on the next one. Signing off. (laughs) Hello, everyone. Kara here. Just wanted to say thanks for listening in. If you have any questions or comments on what was said, head to www.jhreport.com where you can find all of our contact info or if you love to read, you can head to that site and sift through our extensive luxury real estate report that verifies all the data recorded today, and honestly, it's just a wealth of knowledge. Our podcast today was sponsored and produced by The Veeman Group, working with Anglin Volkers in beautiful Jackson, Wyoming.